It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday, August 14th podcast here on the Psycho and Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Williams and Bloom. As we are just a couple weeks away from football season, we'll hammer out some fall camp stuff. Brock Purdy gets into the end zone. We threw a touchdown pass at least. Sort of Michael Jacobson. Yeah. One of the, we'll, we'll get to this, but it's one of the oddest stories. It's a crazy story. In my career of covering Iowa State, the, the fact that this Steve Prome big man is now a tight end in the NFL. Like, it's just really bizarre. We'll, we'll do all that. I want to talk about the. Big Ten and ESPN breaking up, what to make of it, how does that impact the Big 12, and uh, a lot more. Oh, Hoops commitment as well over the last week. I want to thank our friends from Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. If you've taken courses or training in the Student Innovation Center at the Virtual Reality Application Center. It's big time. That's up at Iowa State, so... A good chunk of the technology in those buildings was installed by our sponsor, Mechdyne. And they have open jobs to create and deliver AV and virtual reality technology solutions like that to organizations all around the world. It's so cool. Go to their careers page. You don't have to be like a brainiac engineer. They're located in Marshalltown. Office jobs, um, IT, they've got everything. Go to Mechdyne.com. Always looking to hire great Cyclones. With that, it's time for Williams and Bloom. Let's fire up a little English. Bring in the horns. Really funny English story. Did he play this? He did. At, uh, oh, no. He was doing covers. Okay. We so, play. People would have known this. Well, yeah. We're we've, statewide on this. We've, we've made it world yeah. famous. Cycle Fanatic Podcast Network. So, we've had a long week. Um, Cammie had her eye surgery this week, and we were wanting to all kind of get out of the house 
and go do something. And uh, Uncle English was playing down at Peace Tree Brewing in Knoxville, which is a huge day in Knoxville because the Knoxville Nationals over the weekend were. If you've never been in that town on Saturday, the Nationals, you should. It's just it's electric. Like zoo. There's just it's it's kind of like racing's Iowa Iowa State game where it's just people walking all over the place. Like there's just it's just people everywhere. So we wanted to go down and sit on the patio and watch watch Chris play. And we're talking to my dad. Happy birthday to my dad. It was his birthday on Happy birthday on Saturday. Papa Mike. We called Papa Mike on the way down. And we're like, and I'm explaining to him that we're gonna, we're just taking the girls, getting out of the house, and we're going to go watch English play uh, down in Knoxville. And Dad, having gone to the Nationals with me a few mm-hmm. times, he just assumed we were going to Dingus. With the girls. Yes. That's probably a non-starter. <laughs> Which Dingus is like, it's iconic. Like, there's stripper poles. There's just, Dingus on the Saturday of the Nationals is just a... It's just debauchery everywhere you look. Did and you my st- dad's like, you're taking the girls down there? <laughs> Is everything okay? So? It's like, yeah, dad, there's a patio. And uh, and, I, and he finally, like, we... No, it's a brewery. It's not... Yeah, no. Not yeah. dingus. Yeah, you're fine. The, the folks down at Peace Tree were very welcoming to the two and seven-year-old. Well, I saw but, your cheer was having a beer. Yeah, they uh, they crushed that Peace Tree root, root beer. beer. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was it was a good day, and then yeah, you and English came over yeah, and we watched we, the Nationals out of my patio. That was you, fun. You guys called it. Yeah, like you literally. Yeah, I said well. if there's gambling on sprint cars, you wouldn't have this podcast anymore because you would be a wealthy man. If I knew how to get it done, and I could do like be a book odds makers for, for sprint dirt, cars for dirt late model and sprint car racing, like I would drop everything and do that. There's got to be a market there somewhere. There is it in. In the next two years, you're going to be able to do okay. that Cause in you, some you, capacity. You guys, you called it because who the, the, the legend was Donnie. Shows. Donnie, yeah, and he started like sixth or something. He, I think third. But, but uh, you, it, your, I mean, theory, your theory played out. You're like, well, the old guy will figure it out at the end, and lo and behold, the old guy figured it out in the end. Yeah, the, those old guys on those long races save their tires. Yeah. They just they have a knack for it. And you, and you were like several drinks in, but your analysis was spot oh, on throughout. You. Yeah. I'm, like a, a, I'm a dirt racer. Like a modern-day Harry Carey. I'm a dirt racer. It's what I... <laughs> you just you know, get sharper. It's like bowling. <laughs> sharper with you, consumption. You get better yeah, the, yeah. the more you drink. No, uh, shout-out to English. Yeah, awesome guy. That was a fun weekend. Um, it kind of seemed like a bit of a deadish week with Iowa State It's like news. the last the last week before the... Yeah, it's certainly not The madness. Uh, a hoops commitment. We'll get to that right. later in the show. Um, but there was one really big story that that hit this week, and it was the Big Ten and ESPN breaking up, essentially. Mm-hmm. And what I want to talk about here today is how we believe this might impact the Big Twelve down the road. There's a lot of speculation out there, and I and I guess Bloom, for the most part, I, I could argue this in either way. For what yeah, I don't, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's good or bad. Yeah. But I, I could make like I think a compelling argument okay. for either side of this, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll do that as an exercise. Yes. What did you think? Is this a good or bad thing for the Big Twelve? The way that this all played out. I would say, and for those who don't know, for the first time in like forty years, ESPN and ABC will not have any sort of rights to 
the Big, Big Ten. Ten conference. So like, but they so who so who are they signed up with? Let's start there, and that'll dictate Fox, the discussion. Fox is the main player. And Fox owns sixty percent of the Big Ten network, right. which is really important. Um, and we can get into. There's a whole other side of this podcast. Like, yeah. why did they do this? Which is a different thing. It sounds like. CBS is going to get the, the afternoon, afternoon slot. So, so their old, their old SEC time the slot. The old SEC slot will be the Big Ten, which to me that's a negative because I thought the Big 12 potentially could have say landed there. Mm-hmm. And then NBC will have a primetime Big Ten game. So like, And games on Peacock. Yeah, so like, um, you know, the Iowa-Michigan game on ABC will now be on... NBC potentially, or maybe NBC Sports Network or something like that. Yeah. USA or yeah, NBC Sports Network no longer exists. <sighs> You're but right. Yeah. That's a Peacock. It's thing. USA and Peacock now. But so yes. that, that's the way this thing is organized now. How do you think I, this impacts? You the know, Big 12? at first when I saw both CBS and NBC involved, I was like, ah, it's not great. It's not great, Bob, because again, that those are two, three of your big four networks that are now have contracts elsewhere. So, you've got, and then and that doesn't even include ESPN ABC, who is, as we know, you know, in bed with the SEC and the ACC. So then the question is, well, then who's left for the Big Twelve? And I think that's the, also the scary part, but also the fun part is if this if CBS only has that one game, they're going to have other games to fill. If NBC only has Notre Dame and this Peacock thing at night, so they'll have some inventory. The ESPN is still going to need a lot of inventory, and so does Fox. So I actually think who who bids on what, this is why the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are, are, are in a squabble. Who gets, the, who gets the, the top priority out of the rest of the rights? Do they think there's more value in the Pac-12 or the Big 12? And... You still have all those monster streamers that are are clearly they want in, but they haven't really got in yet. Although I will say the fact that the Big Ten is going to have a lot of stuff on Peacock, like this is this is coming to to every single conference in some way. That's, yeah, you yeah. and then yeah, so Par- I mean, Paramount even Plus if- at CBS they'll probably have something there too. I don't know. I I I, I, I if it, if it's possible, I could not have a strong opinion on this when it happened. I don't have a strong opinion. I think it's so. I'll argue both ways. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, you want the positive first. Yes. Let's do. I'm a positive the, guy. The positive is that right. ESPN has to fill this program. They, they got. They stuff. have all this network. I mean, this is where basketball won't get talked about enough. Like, true. The amount That's of like Big point. Ten basketball games that are on the ESPN networks. Like they've they've got to scoop up programming, and and this is where, like, the Pac-12 isn't. I mean, it's important for the for ESPN to have the Pac-12 so they can have those late-night windows, and we talked about that. But now they just lost all these, like, midday and, you know, the, yeah. the 11 o'clock yeah. game on ESPN. There, there's all these windows that are now open. And, you know, and, and, as and, they still try to build their app and all that stuff, like, they, they need that content. And those SEC schools hate the 11 a.m. games. Correct. But they're going to be gonna playing. Have to play they're going to be playing in a lot of them. That'll be funny to watch yeah. Oklahoma. I know. Kick off at eleven. <laughs> right. I, I thought every week. Take. Yeah. Um, the. I think you know. I I I I was really hopeful that the Big Twelve would end up in that CBS spot. Yeah. I think that if CBS had lost out on this, that they absolutely would have bid on the Big Twelve. Having said that, I don't think that this means that NBC or CBS won't bid on the Big Twelve either. 
especially with the streaming component. The um, now, I I I do think now if I had to make a prediction right now on August fourteenth, and there's we won't know anything for years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like this is a lot that's going to happen. Eighteen the, months. The Big Twelve's deal will be one of the few that is a mix between Fox and ESPN and Amazon or somebody like that gets in, in some capacity, that would be my projection. Yeah. I mean, all those all still need programming and they're going to continue to need programming. I I thought it was interesting that it it kind of the, the, the Peacock thing didn't get a whole lot of attention. And it's like, well, Peacock's the exact same thing as Apple or uh, Amazon. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It's just a, it's, it's oh, it's through it. But why? Where's do I, Google at? Why don't anybody don't talk about don't YouTube know. TV? Because that's how I watch. Well, because they're, I guess technically that's a, distribution. a that's a distributor instead of an actual content yeah. Yeah. producer. So yeah, I, I just wonder I, if they get in the game I, at some point with I, more of that. But uh, maybe they're they're doing pretty good the way they're at. The amount of money that CBS paid though is crazy, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, if you just look at straight up. Numbers there. I think they're paying 10 times more than they paid for the SEC 230 game. Mm-hmm. And that means they outbid ESPN clearly for those rights, but it also means that the value of college sports is still high. Like it's not going down. No. And, and so that that's now the Big 12 will not be anywhere close to where the Big 10, the SEC is. However, I think it'll be more than where it is currently. Which I think it'll be fifty million a year. When you had the doom and gloom last year of all, Iowa State's going to get you know a third of what it got meteorites when Texas and Oklahoma left. It's actually going to be more. I would ask this question too. If I if I had like actual decision makers in this room drinking a Cody Road right now, yep. I would say is the is like Amazon more or less likely to bid on the Big Twelve now that it didn't get any part of the Big Ten. Because I think that by having the Big Ten, like you're already in college sports, you've got these bigger markets, et cetera. Now it makes more sense to pound this with more programming um, to accent that. Hmm. However, um, from what I've been told, Amazon just wants properties. Like they just want to keep adding to their arsenal. And the Big 12 and Pac 12 make sense to them because of the distribution thing. The, infrastructure like we've talked about is already in place cyclones.tv exists to put these games on right like just like they do for espn sure plus so you in theory could have a network via on amazon Amazon prime instead of if you want to which really is the same thing as espn plus you have to download it you have to pay for it on the side we'll see but I, i i i don't know my my gut tells me that Amazon would be less interested in a Big 12 after not getting the Big 10, but I don't know that. Nobody's told me. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Well, the, yeah, getting the Big 12 wouldn't be a, the, the bigger splash right away. You're definitely more valuable to ESPN and Fox now after this week. Agreed. We'll see where the Does the Big 12 want to even continue to dance with ESPN? I don't know. I mean, I don't you have like to you dance s- with them, but... Yeah, I mean, that, they kind of hose you. They they hose you over a little bit. Now, there's nothing to do with your mark. He could come at this with a fresh perspective, but I still think it's a stare down in like five different ways between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And ultimately, if schools, if 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 a Pac-12 school jumps to the Big 12, the Big 12 has won the showdown. 
they'll get more money. Mm-hmm. Like that could be the that that would be the domino to what tell you that that the Big Twelve has won. Now I think I think status quo could also be a very realistic possibility. Everybody stays. They add San, the Pac twelve adds San Diego State and SMU. Okay. What did you think of the Wilner interview? It was good. It was. I thought you did a nice job of letting him tell his his story. That's why I had him. Yeah, on. and it was very it was very cordial. It was it, and he made some good points. Like the guy knows what he's talking about. I just think he he doesn't fully grasp that that whole Pac twelve brand thing doesn't matter as much now as it did fifteen years ago. Like, mm-hmm. and this is what I'd say about the TV stuff too. Everyone looks at it like this fall. Well, am I going to stream the stuff this fall? These contracts are going to be for 25 and 26. The world's going to look different three and four years from now. Yeah. These streaming players, now their stock price might be going down. They're, they're going to be, become more and more a part of everyday life in even rural Iowa. Absolutely. As, so, so you can't look at it like, oh, well, you need to be on CBS or NBC. I mean, ultimately, no. it's going to merge into this, this situation where it's all kind of linked together and sure you'll have over the air TV will still do better, but I, I don't think it's the, I, I don't think it'll be looked at four years from now as it is now that, Oh, you're on primetime national television. Uh, if you're on a streamer, I think it's, it's going to be kind of this I, cobbled I, together thing. I think one of the big losers in this deal is like Purdue and Indiana. Oh, they're going to be on, they're going to be on Peacock nonstop. and Paramount plus they're not going to put them on network no. TV. Oh, and Fox no, just doesn't have not. the... They don't. They don't have the They space. don't have the networks like ESPN did. Like, nope. those schools are constantly going to be on the screen. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's that's an interesting point, is like... Or Big Ten Network, I guess. They'll be on Big Ten Network all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But BTN, they will yeah. They'll be on Fox Sports 1. They used to get, like, that ESPN 11 o'clock slot, you know. Yeah, they, the Beth Moans game. Yeah. Or the, the Pam Ward game. Pam, <laughs> Pam Ward, yeah. Uh, but no, no, you're right. And it, at what point do those schools, like... You know, this is this, this is, is not gonna, this, this is, is not good for us. It's not going to be good for them. They're going to be on, yeah. I, but hey, they're going to cash and checks. I guess and their fans can be like, oh, we're making a hundred million a year <laughs> yeah. to go two and ten. <laughs> but two and ten, you're making money I and just, you're seeing none of it, and you're and three o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. The older I get, the more just like if I could do a book of pet peeves or like a power ratings that that <laughs> might be number one for me. Is when the fans start. Yeah, well, we make twenty million more in TV revenue yeah. than you. We're we're, we're miserable. Yeah, we're, we just paid one hundred forty. Nebraska for a coach fans buyout. have been doing this for ten years. Like, Do they still they, have their sellout streakers? Is that no? I think it's eliminated. Okay. They all hate being in the Big Ten. Like it sucks. They don't get to like travel to as many games. Like they're like they're. Prestige has just dropped off immensely. They they've been bad at every sport pretty much, other than like volleyball. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite stat. Times ranked in the college football playoff <laughs> yeah. since 2014. But you, N- Nebraska you, zero, if Iowa you, State fourteen. If you start needling a fan about that, they'll, they'll say, "Well, we make well, more money. We're, we're stable now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got Texas bossing yeah. us around. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, you know, like it just." It's just that's stupid. It's just so, maddening. So but it's, you, gotta, you, know, you gotta find something to be happy about. No, it's I don't know. This week didn't really change my opinion a whole lot. I I do think um, whatever the domino is, either the Pac-12 announces a new TV deal, which will be next, and or somebody jumps to the Big Twelve. That's the next. That's the next uh, chess piece to be moved. I 
I didn't, again, like my whole, the whole point of me interviewing Wilner was not to get in a fight. I know. I know. You were now, very nice to him. John and I have been texting and he really enjoyed it. And he, I, I think, appreciated people texting it, tweeting at him, and telling him. So I think we're going to do a, like a sequel, and and that will be a little bit more combative. There you go. I did. Uh, but, you don't. You don't have to name names, but you got a fun text message or a, a direct message this week from a, a national <laughs> reporter asking for some PR help. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it gonna, at that. Just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, Hope Wood, have you ever heard about her? She doesn't need PR help. She's she, the best. She doesn't need PR help because no. she's the best damn will producer in the business. Fact. Hope Wood, JD.com is where you go. And I'd like to encourage you all, before the football season begins, before the heart attacks are looming, before you start just drinking mountains of beer before 9 a.m., Get your will done. Get it done. Get your freaking will done yep. in case you die. If you got a peace of mind in case you go. Hopewoodjd.com and check out her will in a day program. We're all getting older. It's funny because I meet with advertisers and I'm always telling them about like our demographics, like who's listening, who's reading. And it's like, well, it's all, it's like our age, young families. People that remember people's. Yeah. People like us and yeah. we don't, we don't have enough, um, you know, we don't. We need to get our wills. There's not of us. Not enough of us are. Not enough of us are doing that. I don't think Kyle Larson's going to beat Martin Truex. I'm sorry. Oh, Bloom and I. Bloom's gotten into NASCAR gambling with me. This is probably another reason why. Yeah, I I'm, need unaf- to. I'm unaffiliated with anything athletics related, so I can legally. Chase Elliott is going to get in that top five, though. So we're going to hit that one at least. Uh, <laughs> Hopewoodjd.com. Check her out today. I think Kyle Larson's going to give me a heart attack. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, John Calipari versus Mark Stoops. Yeah. You know, these are the squabbles that I, I'm here for. Yeah, this is this great. Is, this is more, more of this is coming, by the way. I've got a theory. Okay, well, I want to hear about this. is one of my favorite stories of the offseason. So Calipari mm-hmm. says to The Athletic, he's talking about how, listen, we're a basketball school. Like, we basically saying, like, we don't need – in theory, like it, it's read into. He's saying we don't need to put all this money into. He wants a new practice facility. Yeah, we need to treat this like a basketball school. Basketball comes first, etc. Uh, Mark Stoops, who's done a really good job, incredible at Kentucky football. There's actually a lot of similarities you could say between Kentucky football and Iowa State football in their well, he ascension was, over the last five years. He he wasn't happy, and he starts tweeting about it. Uh, his his tweet exactly was basketball school. 
I thought we competed in the SEC. Hashtag four straight postseason wins. Do you know? Do you they know why a, that's why that's yeah? Because like extra dig basketball keeps losing in, in the, the postseason right, to, to St. Peter's. Peter's. <laughs> so listen to this. Now th- this happened yesterday on Saturday. Oh there's, oh, there's more. Kentucky football has a scrimmage, and he's available to the media. And of course, he's asked about you know everything yep. that's everything that's, that's going story. on here. And Stoop says, "Quote: Listen." We all know this program wasn't born on third base. So some may, but I can promise you this football team didn't wake up on third base. Did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. And he's basically saying anybody can win in in Kentucky Kentucky. Mm -hmm. in basketball. This is a totally different deal, Cal. Bloom, your thoughts. So the fact that he doubled down is impressive. I mean, Cal is being Cal to start out with. Now, he should have never said, I mean, it was very petty to say, oh, we're a basketball school. But I, I, I mean, technically, he's probably right. There's got to be something between those guys. But like there's, they, well, so this is, yeah. this is my point. I think you're, you, culture within athletic departments are going to get a little bit more difficult to handle as we go through this growth stage, I'll call it, in college athletics. Because you're, you're not battling. You're not just battling over you know attention anymore. You're literally battling in some cases over resources. Just for an example, I mean, a lot of these NIL groups and collectives and everything, they're they're they have to choose where to allocate their resources, and so you could literally have a football staff and a basketball staff say, "No, we're the ones who should get this, or we're the ones who should get this." For what it's worth, I've heard. I think I talked about this. If not, I wrote about it for premium subscribers a few months ago that there was a real thing between Saban and Oates. Yeah. Oh, for, and that and the SEC is primed for this. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're, if you're Oates, you're going, well, what, I think what about us? Saban was like, wait a minute. Yeah. The basketball players are getting, getting how much? Getting, well, and then, but meanwhile, Oates is like, well, my Arkansas just paid. Yeah. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand like dollars per guy. To I can't compete unless we have this. Yeah, but again, we've talked about this before. Alabama's endowment as a as an academic institution, it's not apples to apples, is a lot smaller than Iowa State's. Meaning, there's only so many wealthy individuals associated with Alabama that could support both. And this is why Saban was so uptight about Texas A&M. I'm hundred percent because they got all that oil money. A&M, and, A&M is one of those schools they could take care of everybody. Yeah, like they will be just fine. They're just paying everyone. They, no, they, and they're like, but Alabama, no, you can't do that. At at Kentucky, you can't do that either. Yeah, LSU is really small. Endowment. LSU is smaller. Yeah, for sure. So, but the point is, these guys when they start talking about the the compensation of the players, which is now above board, well, you only have so much. And so this was like a shot. I think it was a, a, a shot by Cal, by Cal saying, well, we're still a basketball school. Now he's lobbying for the practice facility, but really it's beyond that. It's like, well, we should still be the main player here. And Stoops is like, hell no. We're no, in the we're, SEC. We're, the we're a football school. Yeah. But you could see this, and I absolutely see how this will be a problem um, behind the scenes at a lot of places because it's not like you can sign a contract for this stuff. It's literally – there are other people now yeah. responsible for how these programs can grow. Guys with, like you, are you well, going to keep Otts I, and Campbell I, in line? I, I, I don't think Iowa State's going to have the same issue here. But that's but no, honestly, this is this an is, advantage Iowa State yeah, plays. If you're all on the same page, this yeah. is why it's important, I'm telling you, yeah. that you have 
the fewer number of people involved in in this yeah. in these ecosystems, the better. Because you can you can cause some disruptions from from all these people trying to snipe in and, and carry their own way. Yeah, no, and I mean, listen, you'd rather have all the money in the world. You to absolutely pay these guys. Would. You absolutely. It could cause it, more problems. In Iowa State is just not that many guys are going to be getting like huge checks, so you're going to have less of this type of stuff, right? Right, but so, but I'm guessing Cal's like, "Hey, we're falling behind here. Figure it out." I'm John Calipari, yeah. and Stoops is like, "No, like we're we've been better than you, pal." And now, now, what do you do if you're the if you're the and, AD? You're going, "Holy cow!" And the problem is, the the money from their TV contract cannot help this. Now, it could build the practice facility eventually, but it will not help the player situation. And so these things will pop up unless you're A&M or you're Texas or apparently SMU now who can just uh, write big checks. <laughs> what a world. It's actually an advantage. No, you're right. I think you looked at it from an I Iowa mean, State perspective. Listen, it's like, not. It's it's better in this case that you have continuity and everybody's on the same page. But if you if you don't like – because there are – you've been around it, not really at Iowa State, but at places, the football and the basketball staff do not oh, they hate each get other. along. I mean, in, I mean, in some scenarios, the football staff hates each other. Like the right. offense, they and literally the defense, don't. Like, well, we saw that. Yeah, we've seen that here. And you've seen even yeah. um, another common thing is there's a huge rivalry oftentimes between the women's basketball and the men's basketball staff. Very rarely do you get. I mean, Bill Fenley's like, yeah, he's they, like the Pope, so he gets he gets everybody on the same page. And it was really cool. I mean, to to the to our overarching point, Fenley was at practice for football yesterday. I mean, that's kind of like when you have the, the continuity of, of, of Jamie and Bill and Matt's one of the longest senior football coaches. TJ's been around these guys even before. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem at Iowa State, but you, you can see how when this much money gets involved, things can get sideways with some people. TJ and Matt both have very similar philosophies on the NIL mm-hmm. deal. and it, It's not always going to work, but they, they have the same – if that's like the first thing that – the first conversation you have with the kid that's probably not a great, not a great sign for Iowa State, yep. and you just kind of move on from there. Uh, real quick, uh, shout out to our friend Tom Killiper, the Killiper Corporation. Go to killipercorp.com today. Again, this is a, another great local company that's looking to hire. They do, they're in the flexible packaging industry, which, what does that mean? They, like literally anything. So like, do you have like a uh, milk, like a milk carton? Yep. Like the, the, you know, the, the logos on it and stuff like that. It's flexible packaging. If you think about it, it's like, man, this is all over the place. This is a really good, strong family owned local company that is growing and they're looking for good cyclones. Go to killipercorp.com. Yeah, check, check out the webpage. Upper right corner. Click on careers and finally a shout out to our friends at gravitate co-working check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. we will be up in their neck of the woods in jefferson uh, the jefferson location coming up on the 24th i saw somebody post about that the cyclone fanatic roadshow kids are allowed at that one right yes so the way this works a lot of people are like well how can you uh, you're doing this at a casino how can because come in the casino uh, yeah yeah well and Lexi Donarski and Emily Ryan right. are going to be with right. us. I Stuff. think I, I I'll put this out there. I think Gabe Kausher from basketball oh, will be Gabe's there the man. that day as what well, that night as well. I'll ask him about Tyrese Hunter. So the the 
the event is on the casino grounds, but it's actually in the event center. Okay. That they have. We're not in the casino. So we're, we're not, not in the casino. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're See, not, I was in, confused. Yeah, we're not in the sports book. We're not in the casino. So if you want to like bring your other event space, you want to bring your three year old to get a picture with Emily Ryan, go for it. Like it's wide open to everybody. So, but is there refreshments? Yes. We'll have all refreshments? that. Yeah. Okay. We'll have refreshments. We'll do all that. We'll have a panel uh, to get. But yeah, you can, you can bring whoever you want. And this is not a deal where, you know, we're going to be sitting in the sports book. There gotcha. were people asking about that. So, yeah, I actually think I'm going to bring my kids. So, there you go. Uh, we will be in LeClaire the night after at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. Uh, Emily and Lexi will be with us. Scott Christofferson coming over to that one. Nice. Oh, Jeff Woody's going to be at both events. Nice. Uh, so, we'll have the Woodman with us. And I, I will say... We are getting close to being sold out in LeClaire. We are not sold out yet. We have not promoted it that hard because we generally don't need to in Eastern Iowa. But I think there was about 40 tickets left to the road show at Cody Road. So if you want to go do that. Um, and they make it well up. worth that ticket price, right? Well, what, what they're doing, I don't even know if I've told you this. I have, I have not heard. It's I'm a still 20, trying to recover from Omaha and Clarinda. It's a $20 ticket where you get a free cocktail, you get um, like a koozie, and they're giving $10 from everything, every ticket sold to the collective, to We Will. Did wow. I, did I tell you that? I think, yeah, I think, okay, you did mention that to me yeah. once, but that still is phenomenal yeah. of them yeah. to do. Yep. So they're That's, literally not making a thing off this. I mean, not really. Yeah, I mean, you hope that people co- will buy, buy drinks more cocktails, and stuff like that. Right. But we'll do the same program. All that stuff in Eastern Iowa on Thursday, the 25th. But there you go. Uh, shout out, though, to Gravitate Coworking. We kind of jumbled up. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. My apologies, Jeff. Go to GravitateCoworking.com. Check out all their different locations, meeting spaces, and more. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Um, the preseason in the NFL has begun, which Seems like there's. A, we talked about Michael Jacobson. Yeah, just catching touchdowns. All he does catch touchdowns. Michael Jacobson. That should be our new thing with Michael Jacobson. <laughs> Wearing, I think, number forty-seven for the Colts. This guy uh, had a good opening game. Super Bowl sixty or sixty-one, and you know we, our fans deserve it. Bear has been great. Get in there. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Beautifully done. Tanner Hudson with the touchdown. Brock Purdy puts the 49ers on top. There you go. That was awesome. Number 14. I love Twitter. Twitter Friday night was great. We love Brock Purdy. Big Brock Purdy fans here I think he's, on the podcast. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna stick. Oh, I do too. Did you see Brian Greasy? You remember Brian Greasy? He was then at Monday Night Footballs and a lot of Iowa State games in the past. He's their quarterback's coach. People forget that. So he was pumped and- up on the sideline. Kyle Shanahan's the coach, yep. and he's a buddy of Sage's. Yep, they so, were they were in the league together. Same thing. So I, Brock played really well, and he just has that moxie that he he's going to find a way. And people love him. He was great in the post game stuff. 
just it's going to be weird not having that guy in Ames. I mean, that hasn't really struck me yet, but well, great, great debut for Mr. Brock Purdy. Michael Jacobson, all he does? 49. Number 49, Michael Jacobson. He catches touchdowns. Is that, one of the, is that one of the more bizarre cycling athlete stories? Well, I, that might be the, the most. I mean, like, I would have to think about it a little even, bit more. Yeah. Like Stevie Johnson going from basketball on the lead eight team and then starting on the inside.com bowl team is pretty crazy at linebacker. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Uh, Stendrew did both. I mean, there's been a couple two-way guys, but he didn't play a snap. Yeah, he just went to he the NFL. He went to the NFL after played in, like, Ukraine in basketball. That's the thing. Is like he tried the professional basketball thing. It didn't work. Yeah, and he just he took how many years off of football? Like, and then uh, It shows five. you how good of an athlete oh, he's he is. Oh, great. And he's a, he's, a, he's a walkie warrior. The pride of walkie, Brent I mean, Bloom. So we've now got Omaha. We've got Jacobson. Guessing both make the Hall of Fame before me. Jacobson <laughs> might already be in the Hall of Fame. They should just put Omaha in right now. Yeah, that that's just a very improbable thing for anyone. It's wild. In I mean, any it, capacity to just take, what, six years off of football. He had that transfer year. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. just bizarre. Uh, but it's cool. Yeah, and it's cool to watch. It's it's he's, fun to watch. He, he, what, he was picked up by the Seahawks at one point last year. Now he's with the Colts. And if he just keeps catching touchdowns. All he does? Catch touchdowns. Michael Jacobson. So speaking of Hunter Deckers, yeah. and the, the Athlon came out with a list this week where they rated all the Big 12 starting quarterbacks. Yeah. They ranked every single quarterback. Yeah. In the, in, which is an impossible task. Well, Hunter Deckers is last in the, so, in the ratings. I, yeah. So let's go through these. Yeah. And, and I mean... There, there are so many new faces. I bet, I bet if you're listening, you probably can't name half of the quarterbacks in the Big 12 because I really couldn't either. Top one is Spencer Sanders. Which I don't... I mean, that's just a name recognition thing. He hasn't been great. His best year was probably as a freshman. He's been okay. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's the most recognizable of the group. Their whole deal kind of is on him. Yeah, he's got to be I, really good. I have questions about them this year losing the – I mean, is their defense, like, going to keep I, going at that I pace? Yeah, and they lost so much off that defense. Not just the coordinator, but they lost, like, yeah, five, I, five of their studs. I'm I don't, I'm down on both of the Oklahoma schools. I think Dude, I'm down on both Oklahoma schools too. I am. I get Dylan Gabriel at, at 19 overall, two in the Big 12. I, whatever. Like he had a good like, year at UCF. Again, it's like you're not. You don't have the quarterback whisperer there. This is Brent Venables, not. Well, so they they did make the key hire. I know Jeff Lebby, who's the I know Ole Miss I, OC. I, I know. And then was he was at UCF with Gabriel? I understand, but the, the, this is not a Lincoln Riley offense. It is definitely not. And I don't know. I mean, they've got some of their guys back from a skill position, wide receiver standpoint, but that's where Oklahoma was so good is they would just trot out guy after guy after guy. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they they, have, I, they they were okay last year, but it's not like uh, either Rattler or uh, was it Williams had a whole lot to throw to, I didn't think, last year. So I, I, I think I'm down on the Oklahoma schools. I think I, I, think I agree I, on that. No, I, I didn't. I mean, I... I think Baylor's the clear pick. I, but their quarterback is... He beat out the guy last year on the Big did. 12. Well, he he started, won the Big 12 he championship win, game. The Big 12, yeah. 
Why are you so down on Baylor? I don't like to me. No, should that guy be ranked ahead of Deckers? Who the Baylor the Baylor yeah. quarterback? You think so? Yeah, he's okay. won a Big Twelve championship. Well, game. But he he played he played well in two games last okay. year. Well, what do you have on Hunter? I, well, I know, and I understand that, and that's why it's like okay, well, why? This is my beef with lists like this, though, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Is like Quinn Ewers hasn't played a freaking snap, and he can be fourth on the list. And Hunter Deckers, who has at least played in like five different college football games, and it clearly has high potential, yeah. is tenth. Why? Because Texas gets this weird respect because they're always ranked high in high schools. Like at what point? No, you're right. Does your college? So, well, JT I, Daniels is third. Well, are you in, okay with that? Yeah, he's at West Virginia now. I'm I think okay, I'm okay with, that. with that. Like he's played in the SEC. He got beat out by the. I feel like Stetson Neil Brown's Bacon. probably gonna. Do some work with him. And well, they've got a pretty uh, good quarterbacks coach. They've got Graham Harrell now there as the OC. Quinn Ewers at number twenty nine. He's not even to get the starting job. I don't think. Yeah, I, this one is where I started to scratch. Adrian Martinez yeah, I, at thirty eight. Like right. this. What is, are we doing? What are we doing? Again, like my biggest question for Kansas State this year would be: Was it a Adrian Martinez problem, or was it a Nebraska problem, or are they both just? Kind of a disaster for one another. It's like everyone points to his career numbers. It's like, yeah, well, when He's you play forever, ever, you're going to have career numbers. And is have you? You should see his turnover rate. Do they have that in there? It's like he's played in like 38 games, T Dub. And uh, here we go. He's he's played in 39 games. He's got 45 touchdowns accounted for, but he also has 30 interceptions and 30 fumbles. That's that's one that's one almost two per game. And He's never seen John Haycock's defense. Well, wait, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, what about Max? Where he out on my guy Max? Pride of Council Bluffs. Like he's never been healthy. I like Max. I think he's he can be really good. I don't think he's the most accurate quarterback of all time. Do I put him above Martinez? I think I'd put him above Martinez. What about your guy Tyler Shaw? I don't think he's going to start for Tech. I think it's going to be the the kid that killed Iowa State. With the Smith kid, because so we would put Hunter in front of him. I think I'm putting I'm putting Hunter. Yeah, I'm putting Hunter like sixth. I have. I, I would mean, put Hunter over this Kansas guy. Yeah, I mean, we're putting. Yeah, <laughs> right. This, this Kansas like, guy, Jalen Daniels. Well, it's like, well, beat, it's like you know, they beat Texas. It's like yeah, somebody, else, everybody else beat Texas last year too. Congratulations. Well, and it's a, but the point is, it's a crazy year for quarterbacks because this is the there are just no names, no household names at all. That have been at their same spot outside of Sanders. You got to give this Blake shape in a little more credit. The the Baylor guy. You just if he beats out Bohannon, who leads them to a Big Twelve championship, like then clearly like that means something. You you, I don't have a problem with anything you've said. You're you, not giving the Baylor okay, kid enough if, credit. If that's I Deckers, I would take over to the shaping kid. I'm not saying like I would gun to my head that I wouldn't either. I just I think. Okay, honestly, if you... But you're underplaying this Baylor game. I might be. I would take, if you ask me right now, I would probably take... Would you take Deckers over Spencer Sanders at Iowa State? Like? Like starting game one. I think I would. I think I would take Hunter Deckers. Now, I have seen him play. Mm. I have seen Spencer Sanders play as well. But I'm just saying, like, people don't know. Well, and it's Spencer's not fair It's not fair to Deckers that just because he hasn't played, he doesn't get the credit, yet Quinn Ewers does, just because it's Texas and not Iowa State. It's college football. Well, do you ever look at the polls? At I, the I know. I should just not let it. it does, I should not let it bother me. 
and Hunter will. Sanders is a career sixty-two percent passer. That's that's like the definition of average. Yeah, with and he throws a lot of interceptions, a lot, of, and not a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I think I might. I think you might be onto something okay. with that. I, I'm, I'm not going to kill you no, for that. I'm not. I'm, I mean, this is a guy who really benefited from an elite defense a year ago. That's absolutely. He did not have twenty a touchdowns, year. twelve interceptions, average QB rating. Yeah, I just think he's. I think average he's just all the an way average around. guy. I honestly, I don't. I honestly would not put too much difference between Sanders and Martinez. They're like the same quarterback to me. I'd rather. <sighs> there, there's part of me. I remember watching Martinez, and you know me. I'm, I'm not a class closet Nebraska no, you fan, pay but attention I, to him because you. But have I to. pay attention to him. When he started in Lincoln, I was like, that guy could be special, and he got worse the longer he was there which tells me that his coaching was a train wreck. There's there's a wild card to Martinez that getting out of there could could help him. Well, they might not ask. I, he's got weapons he's, around. He's him, not going to be asked to do as much. And his, but his offensive coordinator is Colin Klein. Like, I don't know. I'm just, maybe Colin Klein, some offensive wizard. Oh God, remember those days? Let's run for four <laughs> just, yards every play. Is he going to do that slow? Like, Oh, my God. No, because he's going to fumble. Colin Klein, that, you know, I was saying, the one thing about Kansas Colin Klein. That Kansas State, Paul Rhodes, steel oh. chance game put, oh, like, took no. 10 years off of my life. 2012. <sighs> if Jared Barnett could just throw a pass that game. Is he still the head coach at Roosevelt? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Ernst is his offensive coordinator, Ernst Brun. Yeah, yeah, no, the, no, I, I, yeah. I, nothing against Jared. No, he just he just it was windy and he just couldn't oh, he yeah. couldn't throw. Just had Did Steele get benched that game? Steele, so I got to go back. There were so many the Jance Barnett. Yeah, Taylor. so here's the story because I remember this is like vivid to me because I wrote a column about it, and, and I called it "Cat in the Quarterback Hat," and it was you go look it up. But sounds elite. Yeah. So S- Steele, here, here's the, here's the, here's the timeline, everybody. Steele comes in a, 2011, wins the job. Uh, he he has the electric game against Iowa. Triple overtime. Triple over. Everyone's like this guy, and then he starts becoming a turnover machine, right? So I remember John Miller bad. texting me about man, like he might this, win the Heisman. This guy, like you got us now. Yeah. So so he they still win the Connecticut game, but he had like three awful interceptions, and then the Tech game happens where he couldn't. You know, it was a struggle. He just dropped the ball at one point. He gets benched in Missouri with a concussion. Barnett comes in, uh, does a little bit, then starts Tech, and they destroy Tech, and then they beat Oklahoma State, and they beat Kansas, and it's like Jared Barnett's going to be the next guy. Well, Steele beats him out for the job in 2012 again. Uh, starts off well. Beat, I think it was Western Illinois, and then they beat Iowa. Anyway, struggles again in a loss to Texas, I believe. Then Barnett gets thrown in against TCU in that upset. When Iowa State won at TCU, David Irving had a fumble, pick six for a touchdown. And then the K-State game was following that week. Did Iowa State like print like T-shirts for the TCU game? We did. We did. Good memory. Yeah. Trevon Boykin was the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I for forgot about TCU. Trayvon. Yeah. No, that was that was, this was a huge carousel forever. So you'd rather have okay, going back to our yeah. conversation. I Would you I, rather have Deckers or Duggan? Deckers. I, I I think that highly of it. Now, nobody knows him yet. Yeah. So I understand. I'm not I I will never it's I mean Nobody's seen him, so they don't know. But I, th- I do think Hunter Deckers is going to be in the top half of this at the end of the year. Isn't Deckers like a 
younger version of Duggan, like a little bit stylistically. He's bigger, and he can throw yeah. the ball better. I mean, Max can throw it 800 miles an hour. He just has no idea where it goes. I think Decker's is pretty accurate Kay. what I've seen. So Bloom claims that Deckers De- is the think, best quarterback in the Big 12. I think he's a top half guy. Who would you would you take, JT Daniels or Deckers? Uh, I mean. Dylan Gabriel or Deckers? I probably, track record, I got to take Daniels and uh, Gabriel. Gabriel right yeah. now. You would track rather record. have Deckers Game one. than the Baylor guy? Yes. I So I'm, am, I, am I going, is I might three? be going Deckers three or four. Wow. I'm taking him over Shuck for sure. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. Want I don't want him. Shuck. I'm not I don't touching want or Donovan him. Smith, the other guy. I don't I don't, I'm the not Kansas touching guy. I'm not worried about that. I feel like I probably take him over Duggan too. I've I seen. So. I feel like we've seen Max. We've seen Max. He's a he's, nice player. He's maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely take him over Kansas. Yep. I'm taking. I mean, over I would Martinez. probably take Ewers over him. Just like that many people can't be wrong on Ewers, right? Like, well, he didn't. He didn't even. I mean, he's like the number one kid in the country. But he can't run, we yeah. don't think. I mean, I, I haven't seen him play, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's my problem. <laughs> that's, like, oh, I, hey, but he's Quinn Ewers. If I've seen him play before, I'd have he, a stronger opinion. I don't, million, I don't know. I he could, made a million dollars. He has to be. So, like, are all these scouts like this that wrong? They could be. Could they be. have been before. Nobody scouts Hayward in Iowa, though. Oh, I know. But, I mean, at, some, it, it, at one point, Brock Purdy was probably last. Well, I guess he kind of came in in the middle of the year, so he did. It, it was he did, different. Yeah. I, I just think it's the big the the quarterback play in the Big Twelve will be a fun subplot all year because they're kind of like all isn't over it the board. whole league though. Yes, like nobody really knows. nobody knows nobody really knows anything. This about is this, this is gonna be a wild year in a fun way. Last story uh, I have for us tonight is Caden Fish and his commitment to Iowa State. This is a really interesting story. I'll tell you what happened. I love it. Um, TJ Otzelberger and the staff were scouting Omaha forever. This Caden Fish basically didn't have like offers really under the radar guy. Yep. Same TJ, team. TJ falls in love with him while watching Omaha. Feels like he's a perfect compliment to the other guys in this class. Iowa State is like stealth behind the scenes recruiting this guy while he doesn't have any other offers and they bag him and he gets like 15 offers um, bags probably not the best word in college basketball recruiting but you know what I mean correct this is a deal where the casual fan would look at it and go oh he doesn't he doesn't have like stars next to his name or whatever I can promise you the Iowa State staff is in love with this young man and he's been heavily scouted because they've well, been watching against him. the best. He's been productive. He was really good at yeah. Peach Jam, and that's where he picked up all the offers. Well, then, yeah, everybody came after him hard, but he had already. Uh, but no, so at 6'6", 215, um, kind of a scrappy type player. He's going to get on the ground. Yeah, I heard he's, like, the attitude is the, is the strongest He's kind of talent. a, the comp I got was a freshman year Melvin Edgem, where you. kick your ass. Yeah, he'll fight you. Yeah. He's not necessarily, like, the most skilled guy. He's not going to shoot out of the gym, but he will fight anybody who needs fought, like that type of deal. And Otz loves those guys. If he could have five of those guys, I fear he would put them all on the floor at the same time. Well, I think the neat thing, I mean, Omaha is an elite 
athlete. Momsilovich is going to score it. I mean, this that I, man, I think Momsilovich is going to be so so good. The the reports continue to get better about that guy, and then the Hamilton kid can shoot it, right? So he's going to be your. But he's big. I mean, he's six four, six five. So if the class balances. I think the next question would be, and I'm sure they're after it because they're after the big kid from South Dakota in the next year. But they're going to need to start getting some. You know, Omaha's 6'8", Fish is 6'6", but, you know, maybe a more traditional type center could be on the lookout. Maybe not this class, but in the portal, et cetera. So, good times. Good times for Iowa State basketball. Yeah, it it keeps rolling. I feel like the commitments will be quieted down here for a while, though. Yeah, I think they're pretty pretty, pretty good run. Pretty good run. I don't think this is going to be a – I don't think this is going to be a deal anymore. But, hey, good good stuff. Um Jared and Connor are doing a good job of covering fall camp. Keep watching for that. I don't know exactly what's coming up this week, but I did get confirmation. Myron Blythe. Oh, Blythe's coming with us to LeClaire. Nice. Myron Blythe will be starting their podcast. It's coming back. Good. Yeah, they're coming back. We'll be getting that going here pretty soon, and it's almost time for the season. I, I'm uh, going to need my reinforcements from from Dakota Road folks. I'm going to talk to them over there. Oh, you run out. I'm, I'm your getting, your, I'm, your I'm, annual I'm, my annual yes. It's it needs restocked. So, I'll, I'll, Why don't you I'll get find, your ass to the grocery store uh, and buy some. Yeah, there you go. Well, I saw there's a special new uh, something they're creating. For Where me. the Cody Road Black yeah is coming out. You'll see it in stores here before yeah. too long. Probably should have talked about that yeah. a little more. We will. We, we will. Cody Road Black, black labels, all black labels. The 2022 rendition of the Cyclone Fanatic bottle. It's our school color. Damn right it is. English taking you out. Have a great week. Later. Devoted, devouring, delicious the sins that were dead on the vine. From the lips to the hips we're complicit in meeting the tail each time. This is the